You are Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast on the Milwaukee Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm Eric Name. Joining me as always is my good friend Frank Madden. And Frank, Bucks won. I say that with a bit of surprise in my voice because, you know, with the Bucks right now, I don't know how much confidence I have exactly. And they end up winning 104-95 over the Washington Wizards. They're able to pull away with a 26-23 fourth quarter. Um, and... Just kind of I, I took took care of business in the second half. Uh, a third quarter that featured a bunch of ball movement in the in the later part of the third quarter, and then uh, just some kind of big plays down the stretch in the fourth quarter, and they end up winning the game, one hundred four ninety five. And uh, where where does your head go uh, when you think about this game? I think you asked. I don't know if it was during the pot or beforehand um, when we recorded. Uh, when we were talking, maybe it was maybe it was um, before we recorded the Friday pod. But I think you asked me something about like what 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 I expected for this weekend and um, with these two games, the back to back. And I think I said, you know, I just assumed a split, just because that feels like a very Bucks thing to do yeah. um, to you know disappoint one game and then come back and play you know notably better the next game. And so you know, I think that's the thing, the Bucks. Uh, they're a 50-50 team, <laughs> and yep. uh, they they generally, you know, on the season they have a still I think a slightly negative point differential, but um, they moved to 23 and 20, and and obviously for a while it seems like they've just been alternating wins and losses and um, losing two games here over the weekend with uh, with uh, Golden State and Miami makes sense that the Bucks would would come back and and beat a team that also has problems similar to the bucks um it was i think i think you noticed as well our friend mike prada um formerly the founder of uh bullets forever uh the sb nation site uh covering the wizards and now um i don't know what mike's official title is at sb nation but you know editor editor of of nba stuff at at sb nation and he was kind of saying similar things about just you know the the, the the Wizards' sort of lack of consistency and, and compared them to a sugar high, you know, when they play well and then it kind of they come crashing down. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think for the Bucks though, you know, I, the obvious thing today was um, defensively they played at a high level for the second time in as many days. And I mentioned yesterday, um, statistically from a defensive rating standpoint, the game in Miami was their best game in over a month and basically a month and a half. Uh, dating back to November 30th when they won that game in Portland. And today was actually even better. I think um, I, they had a couple other sub-100 defensive rating games um, in late November, I think. So, um, again, I, you know, this wasn't like the the, sorry, the the best statistical performance of the season defensively, but it was certainly a, a very good one, um, a sub-100 defensive rating. And, um, you know, again, I, I think 
the Wizards just generally don't. I, I, I'm just generally not that impressed by the Wizards. I don't. I'm just yep. not that high on them. So that kind of mutes a little bit of my um, excitement about a win like this, just because I, I again I just I don't think the Wizards are all that talented. Um, I think the Bucks have more talent than they do, especially if you turn a game into you know a. a a who's got better personnel down the stretch type game. I think, you know, the Wizards have some players for sure, obviously Wall and Beal. Um, but uh, again, I think you just go man for man and you start with Giannis and work your way down uh, on a night like tonight where, you know, the the other guys also put up numbers. Giannis was not very efficient, but um, he finally got some 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 help from both uh, Bledsoe and Middleton. And, and again, uh, the Wizards, they struggled in the fourth quarter. I'm through for guys for guys with with big mouths they uh they once again didn't really put up late and um you know kudos to the bucks they played good enough defense they forced a ton of turnovers um you know maybe gamble a bit more than you'd want them to but uh certainly today against a, a pretty sloppy wizards team what 24 turnovers i think uh, um it was uh, a game that you know certainly played in the bucks favor and they they did enough offensively to uh to to come away with a, certainly a much needed road win against a team that uh, you know is in that mix with them for um, you know, one of those four through eight spots in the East. I'm not sure if I'm comfortable of the phrasing Middleton and Bledsoe finally showed up for Giannis because, well, Giannis hasn't been great the last couple games. And I thought that was, to me, that was the big thing, that you get a 27-20-6 out of Giannis today. And he certainly struggled early on, but down the stretch, he was snatching up every rebound. Uh, he had the long snap assist to Middleton and defensively they they were just very active like you could you could kind of tell like Giannis was just around bothering everything and as he only ends up with two blocks on the night but there was a number of those contests I, I thought with with Beal going to the rack sometimes with Wall going to the rack sometimes and it was just Giannis being around and a credit to John Henson he was there for for that as well but really it, it just felt like in the end of that game, you just kind of had Giannis asserting his will because the the Wizards score, I'm trying to think exactly what it was, um, but I don't think they get a basket for the final six and a half minutes of the game. Uh, they took a 93-91 lead uh, on a made free throw by Kelly Oubre uh, with 5.55 left. Your final score is 104-95. So a 13-2 run from the Bucks to close this one out. And really, that they didn't get point number 95 until late. They just got a couple. They just get that jumper from Otto Porter with 32 seconds left. By that point, it was 102-93 from the Bucks. And when you you look at the final kind of closing parts of this game, I think you see all three of the, again, I know some people don't want to call it the big three. It should be Giannis and the two other guys, and that's fine. Uh, but you see some moments from all of them. Bledsoe hits a three. Uh, Bledsoe was able to kind of get into the middle of the floor. He hits a hits a jumper in the fourth quarter. Uh, he's able to get a, a couple drives to the basket. Uh, Chris Middleton adds a free throw. And then Giannis hits that huge pull-up uh, with from 22 feet out on the right side. He's able to hit that one, go up 96-93. And then Bledsoe adds another driving layup. Chris adds another uh, jumper. And they're just kind of able to make things happen. They, they, they end up taking that lead. And they just make – I guess we haven't seen in a while the Bucks make winning plays late. 
and, and I thought there was winning plays all over the place. There were, the, like I said, defensively, Giannis was doing that. Chris Middleton's steal probably seals the game. Uh, they they had that long possession where they're going back and forth. Uh, they give up what was it? They give up a. Uh, they give up uh, a couple offensive rebounds. I, I was trying to think if it was just one or two. They give up some offensive rebounds, and then eventually you're thinking, "Oh, this is the one. Like this is just going to kind of, kind of break it for the for the Wizards. Going to break it open, and they're going to grab the momentum and go from here." And nope, that that wasn't the case. It was 98-93. They gave up an offensive rebound, and it just didn't seem like maybe maybe it'll swing the other way. But Middleton gets a steal and then takes it down. Uh, for the lay-in and makes it 193. And uh, like, like I said, I just thought winning plays from all three of those guys late in this game. Yeah, I mean, you look at the uh, the big number, obviously, that people are talking about was the first 2020 game in Giannis's career, 27 points, 20 rebounds, six assists, two blocks, um, no steals, three turnovers. Um, kind of, You know, we talked about, you, you talked about Giannis needing to be more aggressive after the Miami game. He had only 12 shots yesterday. Today he takes 23 shots, only it's nine of them. Um, I think that's only his... Second game, sub 50% shooting in probably about four weeks. And, I mean, he um, looked broken in the first two and a half quarters. Like, ju- yeah, just I mean, like a guy that I've never seen before. Well, the he had nine points in the first quarter, um, was two out of six. And then those middle two quarters, middle and second quarter, he only, think, scored like three free throws, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And then in the in the third quarter, he just comes out and he's just struggling to start the third quarter. And the Bucks looked like they were on their heels. You kind of had like, oh, here go the Bucks again type feeling. Yep. And I even tweeted, I mean, they, you know, maybe you just give Giannis a rest right now, like with seven minutes left in the in the third, because he's going to have to get a rest at some point in this half. And, you know, he just, he was missing point blank shots. I thought the, the wizards also were crowding him and they were, they blocked him a couple times. I mean, yeah. you know, they did a nice job on the break as well. Kind of poking the ball away a couple times. I mean, they defended him pretty well. It wasn't just a total coincidence that he was nine out of 23, but he also missed some, some certainly some shots you expect him to make. Um, but to his credit, I mean, he put on, his superstar hat, I think he was 3 out of 12 at, at one point there in the third quarter, and he finishes making 6 out of his last 11. Um, probably the one downer was was he missed all four, four his last four free throws, which was, you know, basically my uh, my like nightmare, uh, is Giannis <laughs> missing free throws. Somebody asked, asked about whether we'd ever do a live podcast, and I said I'd probably die of self-loathing if I did that. But I think especially <laughs> you would all be struck by how, like, just – emotionally tied I am and and just how completely um broken I immediately become when Giannis misses a pair of free throws um, <laughs> and tonight he misses four in the fourth Chris missed two he missed made just what one out of one of four, four free throws crazy um and the Wizards also were missing free throws down the stretch there was that really bogus call where like Marcus Marquise Morris like slapped away Giannis's hand and then Giannis got called for yep. a foul and then Mo- Morris misses the first free throw and Giannis yells out ball don't lie which was great <laughs> and then Morris misses the second free throw too so certainly just a not not an ideal game I think from from either of these teams um but again I, you know to cr- credit the Bucks in the fourth quarter you know they made those winning plays as you said and um you know some other stats for you Giannis had one multi-block game since December 8th that was the the Pacers win today he has two um might have been three 
I, I don't know if he got a piece of Ubre's attempted dunk where Ubre yeah. tried to murder him. Um, but Ubre ends up rim checking himself, and then uh, Porter ends up getting the the sort of facial on Giannis. But um, but yeah, two blocks for Giannis, no steals. Uh, continues net really so so we're not seeing like some breakthrough massive you know blocks and steal game from Giannis um, he did have a couple deflections where he came close to getting a steal and again a lot of it's just you know seeing signs of that activity level and obviously the rest of the team um, did a lot uh, a lot of work there in terms of um, forcing steal I mean they had 14 steals so the rest of the team certainly did their part Bledsoe had four steals he was just like you know playing like free safety just like it seemed like he had like three steals, like right in the like in the middle yep. of the court, like just you know going for stuff. And again, that's sort of the 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 way Bledsoe plays. Sometimes he gambles, but he's a pretty smart gambler, so you kind of just live with it. And um, he certainly played well today. Twenty three points on fifteen shots, hit three out of five threes. Um, and that's the crazy thing about Middleton playing better today. He only took one three and he missed it. It's crazy. Um, pretty bizarre. I mean, he ends up really not an efficient game from him. Nineteen points on sixteen shots, four turnovers, but. At least we saw some shots go down. He he hit some shots early that hopefully kind of got him um, in a better headspace. Did pick up two early fouls though, and, and had to go to the bench. But um, certainly it was good to see Middleton at least you know not playing poorly. And um, certainly you look at you know across the other side, uh, Beal nineteen points on seventeen shots and seven turnovers. So um, you know outplaying Bradley Beal. And again you know for a guy in Middleton who. We've been asking, like, hey, you know, this guy needs to show up in these big games against teams that are are good and competing with you for playoff positioning in the East. Um, tonight, finally, he you know, he didn't have a great game, but he did certainly outplay uh, Bradley Beal, made plays on both ends, and um, that was certainly a, a positive to positive to see. Because again, Giannis not his most efficient night by any stretch. Um, I think also his 15 free throw attempts were the most free throws he's taken since December 2nd when he took 22 against the Kings. So, um, and I think the, yeah, the shots, most shots he's taken 23, that's the most shots he's taken since December 13th. So, you know, again, we, you, you asked for more aggression from Giannis, uh, yesterday. I thought, you know, again, the, the wizards didn't fold or just give away buckets. Um, but you know, again, he, at times it might've been, I don't even, I don't think he really was pressing at all. I mean, he really wasn't taking jump shots for the most part. Um, but just, just had some trouble finishing. Stuff. Yeah, had some trouble finishing, and and kudos to him though. In that third quarter, when I was saying maybe he needed a rest, um, he bounced back, and I think he scored something like uh, nine points the rest of the yeah. quarter, um, and hit a jumper, got loose on one of those back cuts for for a dunk that seemed to kind of break it open a little bit, um, and then kind of kind of went from there and kind of just euro stepped through uh, Otto Porter right after that for a three point play. So. Kudos to Giannis for, you know, bouncing back, kind of not letting the negative, you know, some some negative vibes and negative momentum in that third quarter kind of throw him off. He he stepped up, and I thought that was obviously a huge part of the storyline, saving the Bucks from potentially, you know, getting having the game go really the wrong way. And um, he was obviously a huge part of that. He's the story deservedly, but uh, also obviously great to see him get some help today. Yeah, midway through that third quarter, I was just thinking uh... – uh, I don't know if I've ever seen Giannis struggle to this extent. Like, uh, certainly not since he became superstar Giannis. Like, that just isn't something that we've really seen. So, yeah, as he got it going midway through the third quarter, you kind of thought, all right, maybe maybe this can happen and maybe he can kind of find find his way. And, yeah, 27-20-6 and six for him will do that. And uh, you mentioned the steals. Middleton has three of them today, 19 points, six rebounds, four assists with that. 
Bledsoe has four steals with 23 points in four rebounds and three assists. And with Bledsoe, I don't know if I've ever felt good about him shooting a three, and he keeps shooting threes at a rate that I would assume is not sustainable, but he just keeps hitting threes. And, you know, you got to take it out, you can get it. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon also good today, 16 points, four assists, five of 11, two of five from three. Uh, so he's able to contribute again, but. I think we're largely looking at kind of what we thought we would look at with Brogdon in the starting lineup. Like the bench desperately needs some help and giving the bench Tony Snell, probably not going to get it done yeah, two for no. two for three f- today. So he hits two threes, which are great and help, but it, that's just not his role. He's not a scorer. He's not someone that can do that. Essentially you're just saying, all right, Chris, good luck with the second unit because uh, um, a bench of him plus Snell, Brown, Delvadova, and Maker, you know, that that's just not going to get it done. There's just not enough creation on the floor. So um, if that could change back any time now, I would be okay with it. Yeah, I, I was wondering if that might change with some of these losses, um, yep. especially these last couple that you might say, okay, you know, we'll we'll go back to what we did previously. But the problem is Brogdon has played well, so it's probably like, oh, they don't – and again, I don't know if it's like they don't want to feel like they're punishing Brogdon or something like that. But again, it, it's it's not about cutting Brogdon's minutes. It's about just shifting his minutes so that he's playing, you know, more when Bledsoe's not on the court. And yep. again, like I don't think there's any real like compelling logic for wanting Brogdon and and uh, Bledsoe to play together, I think the last I checked, they were like minus six or something like that points per one hundred. Um, they haven't been a good combination yet um, this season, so it's not like there's some you know secret sauce there that that uh, you know Jason Kidd is trying to unlock. Yeah, I mean right now I'm just looking up 541 minutes. That pairing is minus 5.2 points per one hundred. So it just seems like pretty obvious. Like even if even if you do start Brogdon, like pull one of those guys early gets for Snell but instead we see them play long stretches together and you know then you end up at the beginning of the second and beginning of the fourth quarters you end up with Delhi Snell and like Sterling Brown it's like hey I love Sterling Brown I'm happy he's showing some you know moxie he's doing some stuff he had a three today but you know and he picks up tons of fouls so maybe he shouldn't have been studying DeAndre Liggins too closely but um <laughs> but you know it, that's a lot of pressure to put on that group especially if like the you know you've only got Chris and, and like Von Maker out there with them so it just seems like it just makes a whole lot more sense if you had you know again Snell swapped with Brogdon in those kinds of lineups and but eh, you know whatever this is what Jason Kidd has sort of decided he's gonna do and you know he's who knows what would make him change his mind at this point because you never know so um again um like i said i don't think that's i don't think it's necessarily like cost them like the previous two games i mean they've been getting blown out it's not like that's going to yeah. stop them from blowouts but um again it's just like around the margins you've been so good with that start that previous starting five with snell it's like what you know what are you really trying to get away from because you're just weakening your bench further and again i think getting jabari back is probably the only thing that's really going to provide a, a serious shot in the arm for this bench um the, the bucks announcing that they're getting marshall plumley the third plumley brother uh on a two-way contract for the remainder of the season the the deadline for signing two ways was today i do not foresee marshall plumley playing what? any any real role in this uh bench unit moving forward but but i don't know maybe maybe xavier munford could do something but um again it's like it's tough because there's obviously a, a, a log jam already in the in the backcourt 
All right. Uh, both of us have things to do today, so it's going to be short. Uh, we're kind of fitting this in into our MLK Monday. Uh, so th- that's going to be it for us. The Bucks win 104-95. Big nights from Giannis, 27 points, 20 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 blocks, a number of other deflections. He has a big one. Chris Middleton has a nice night, 19 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals, and a block. And then Eric Bledsoe, good as well, 23 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, and 4 steals. 24 turnovers for the Wizards on the night, and or on the afternoon, excuse me, and the Bucks end up having, a, I don't want to say a big win, but a nice win. This is a team, the Wizards, that are probably in the same range as the Bucks, and uh, getting two of them, getting two wins against them in Washington, obviously very helpful so uh, we'll see exactly what happens we will kind of get you ready for uh, get out of this kind of busy three games and four days stretch and uh, be able to talk about things maybe from a more macro level so we'll do all of that tomorrow that was frank i'm eric this has been lockdown bucks bucks win 104 95 we will talk to you tomorrow